the Mississippi Crop Situation Podcast. Hey folks, Jason Bond behind the mic in the podcast studio in Stoneville, Mississippi. Tom Allen is here with me. Tom. Good morning. It's nice to be here. And we have Brian Mills with us. Brian is relatively new to the Stoneville family and to the, the MSU group, but given the fact that Brian got here in late 2019 and then 2020 was 2020, Brian had, had a real opportunity to get out and meet a lot of people and do meetings and the things that we ordinarily do to get new folks out. So, Brian, good to have you, man. This is your first podcast. Don't be nervous. Tom <laughs> will get you through it. Thanks, but I don't know that I can give you any pointers. It's just, it's just you're just having a conversation without the coffee. But Tom, you're you're just smooth, man. Yeah, and and some folks have kind of likened me to a Baptist preacher whenever I get up in front of a group of people. But you don't podcast like that. Thankfully, no. Although my wife has listened to some of these and said, "Boy, you've done a really good job, kind of toning Tom down." I said, "Well, I don't I don't know that anybody could do that, but we have the last couple of weeks. I can't." completely help Brian through this, but it's nice to have Brian here because he can talk a little bit about himself. And I do know that Brian comes from Nebraska and that's where he was before he landed in Stoneville. And as Jason pointed out, late 2019. No, it's not. He didn't come here from Nebraska. He's from Nebraska. Why don't we just let Brian tell us? That's probably better. I'll shut up. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So I am from Nebraska originally, grew up on a uh, corn and soybean farm. We had about two to 3,000 acres, and then we had about 200 to 250 head of uh, cattle as well on top of that. Um, so I went to school for undergrad and master's at Nebraska, um, and then for my PhD, I was at the uh, Oklahoma State University, and I worked primarily on the profitability of uh, variable rate technology for my master's, or for my PhD, I should say. Um, and then I got here um, in August of 2019, and I work in like, farm management, um, farm policy, and then uh, research in like precision ag technologies as well. You focus on the side of agriculture that I think most of us struggle with, the economics and the part that really a lot of farmers have a lot of questions about. That's voodoo, man. Dollar signs to what you guys do. And I told you I was going to do this, Tom. So I took one economics class in college. And coincidentally, I was taking that class the year that the ice storm hit. And I always remember the ice, what I was doing when the ice storm hit because my dad called me. You know, I was in Baton Rouge, called me, hey, go get a generator and stove and all that. And uh, I had an economics test the next day on a Friday, and then I was coming home. So I always remember that economics. I don't remember anything about the economics class, but I remember I was in the economics class during the ice storm in 1994. Yeah, and before we were recording, I mentioned that I had high school economics. We were actually one of the few high school programs that had economics in lovely Fort Wayne, Indiana. And I don't remember anything about high school economics either, short of the whole price floor, price ceiling type situation. And beyond that, I missed the rest of that semester. Dude, if we had economics in (laughs) high school, it would have been like one semester. Brian, so since you've been at Stoneville, what are what is your program? What, you know, what are you charged with doing in your role here at the station? Uh, so mostly, what I work on is, is just farm management issues. Um, we do like our budgets that we put out every year, um, just helping farmers determine costs per acre, um, 
revenue, profit. Uh, and then working on farm policy. So I do a lot of examination of the farm bill, um, what programs, sort of decision tools of helping uh, farmers decide between different farm bill programs, uh, what is optimal for them. Research-wise, I do a lot of different areas. Uh, we've done work on cover crops, um, automated irrigation, precision ag, um, so kind of a a lot of different areas there for, for research. Um, essentially, just putting dollar signs to, to sort of the agronomic research that goes on here at, at Stoneville. Well, and I think that ends up becoming a really important part of this job because I think that's something that even in from where I sit in my perspective as a plant pathologist, that's something that they ask us every year for those impact statements yep. and put a dollar sign with, with what it is that you do and those suggestions that you make to farmers and how they implement that practice on their farm and what it means for their bottom line. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, that's a really important topic to discuss. I think it's easier to get people to adopt, whether it's new technologies or new practices, if you can show them this is actually going to make you money. When we spoke the other day about getting you on our show you mentioned that you had some big date or a big date coming up in, in your area. So why don't you give us an overview of this date that's coming? I guess that'd be next week, March the 15th. On March 15th, we have the, it's the final date for the sign up uh, for the farm program. Um, you're either your ARC County, um, your PLC or your ARC IC uh, programs. And so farmers have until then to, to make this decision. Um, so your ARC County is your, um, revenue protection at the county level um, that takes historical yields and prices. Um, then you have PLC, which is a price loss coverage program, and that protects uh, against price uh, decreases. So it's based off of a set reference price, and so when price goes below that, farmers are, are able to get a payment for that, for that crop. And ARC IC, um, it's not used that much, but it's an individual coverage. Um, it's based off farm revenue at the farm level, um, but just based off how it's set up, it really doesn't pay that often compared to the other programs. Um, and it really only pays in s specific situations. Um, like last year, uh, it was kind of beneficial when you had 100% prevented planning. Um, but going forward, since you don't really know Given the sign-up date, you don't know you have 100% pl prevented planning. It's not really a, a beneficial program going forward. So really, the main ones are going to be your ARC County and your PLC program. What do guys need to think about when they're making a decision among these different programs? There's a lot of different factors. Um, county yield is the big one. What are your county yield? That's going to impact sort of those payments. Since those ARC County is based off of what county yields were in the past, like 2021 is a... Uh, an, an Olympic average of the 2014 through 2019 yields. So Olympic average is you take out the high and the low, and then you take an average of those yields, of those yields for that county. And so every county is going to have a little bit different yields for that, um, and which means that you're going to have different levels that are going to pay out um, for different counties. And so different, it's going to impact whether uh, our county or PLC is going to be the better option for you. Uh, and then another thing is your, your farm uh, PLC yield. So this is the yield set by the uh, FSA uh, PLC yields. Um, and so those impact sort of the payment rate for PLC. Um, and so whatever your PLC, you could adjusted it last fall. 
um, but whatever your PLC yield is going to impact sort of your payment rate for that. So that's important to, to take into account. And farmers need to consider this for each of the crops that they may grow on their acres, correct? Yep. And every crop is a little bit going to be a little bit different. Um, so every crop has a set reference price. They have a set marketing year average price. Um, and that year, the marketing year average price is sort of a weighted average of price for what farmers are going to receive. So in the fall, when most farmers sell their, their product, that's going to be the prices in that time are going to be weighted a little bit higher than what is in the spring. And so for like corn, the weighted average... Like a marketing year is September 1st through August 31st. So September 1st and, and October, November are going to be weighted a little bit heavier than, than say, August prices. Um, so it's important to know sort of what the difference in those reference prices and, and marketing year average prices are uh, because that's where your payments are going to be coming in. So, like, if we look at, like, soybeans, it's only a reference price of 840 It's really low. Especially if we look at like last year when he had such like the trade war and all this other supply issues, um, we didn't really see a marketing year average price that got close to that even. Now we're seeing quite a bit higher prices. We're seeing increased exports. So we got higher prices. So it's really unlikely that the price will actually go below that. And, and so PLC really isn't a good option for that, like soybeans, just because it's very unlikely that that program will ever pay out. Whereas Arc County, since it's taken yields into account, there is some risk that you'll have yield losses in a county and then you'll get payments. But then you go to something like rice. Rice has a reference price of $14 uh, per hundredweight, which if you look historically, we've only had a marketing year average price above that $14 three times in the last 20 years. Um, so in that case, PLC becomes quite a bit more attractive. Most of the time, it's, you're probably going to get a payment for that. Um, seed cotton is kind of the same way. That reference price is, is high compared to what historical averages are, but seed cotton is more dependent on what the economy does. And so we're kind of coming out of the pan pandemic. We might see increased economic growth. You might see higher prices for seed cotton. So you might not get a payment for ARC or PLC for that. Corn, kind of the same way, um, right for 2020, the, the price is way above what the reference price is of, of 370. If you look at what futures prices are, it's 480. Um, so it's kind of unlikely that you're going to see sort of a payment for that as well for for PLC. Um, Arc might be uh, more attractive in that, but uh, again, it's prices. So we really never know what they're going to do. Um, we look back a year ago; it was quite a bit different. <laughs> Than what we are now. So Brian, just to pause and kind of summarize where you're at, I think I heard ARC for corn and soybeans and then PLC for cotton and rice. For rice and cotton, PLC is definitely um, a very attractive um, program going forward. Um, I, you look at the last year, they were both over 99% of the base acres were in those programs last sign up. I would expect that to be about similar going forward. Soybeans, I, I think just based off where prices are, um, ARC is probably a more attractive offer. And and then for corn, it's kind of an iffy situation. It really depends on what, what prices do. Um, and so either war on ARC and, or, and PLC is going to be a, a good option. I think either one would work. And so do they, they make that 
sign up then by the 15th of March. Is that just for the 2021 cropping season? Yes. Yep. That's the difference for this year is that now it's a, it's a every year. Last year they were signing up for the 2019 and 2020 crop year. Um, we kind of made the decision a little bit different because you already knew your payments for 2019. Essentially knew most of your payments for 2019 at that time. But now it's, it's an every year thing. What prompted the change? That's just kind of how they set up this 2018 Farm Bill, um, is that the, that first sign-up was going to be a 2019-2020 for the first sign-up, and then every year after that. Um, I think a lot of that had to do with probably the late start to the um, 2018 Farm Bill when it finally got done. Um, but there's it, And then it's a lot of that is they changed sort of the yields that they use in the program, um, and we didn't have those yields yet in order to sort of make those estimates in in for the 2019 crop until later um like we only got even for 2021 we just got the 2019 yields last month to even make those sort of calculations of what payments will be so there's sort of always a delay on on getting that information brian what other risk management programs are available for growers uh crop insurance is kind of the big one um there's a lot of ways that you can sort of couple your crop insurance with these uh arc and and plc programs like supplemental coverage um is sort of made to go with your plc and so there's different ways of using sort of these crop insurance programs to, to mitigate risk if we look at crop insurance here in the spring it's actually a really good year um, for crop revenue guarantees compared to, to usual. And that's sort of like the, it, they set the prices for crop insurance in the spring. Um, since prices are, are high right now, um, your guarantees for your crop insurance are going to be a little bit higher. Uh, I think the, the highest since like 2013. So it kind of just shows that we have a pretty strong year for prices this year right now. Uh, and then our, our revenue guarantees are going to be uh, a lot better this year than what they were last couple years. Uh, it also means that you might have a little bit higher premiums, too. Um, but it's definitely going to have a little bit more risk mitigation with these high uh, insurance guarantees. So when you talk to growers, is crop insurance a common thing that you talk about? If it is, what are your recommendations, you know, type of coverage? level of coverage it really just depends on each grower situation um and sort of what they're willing to pay because the crop insurance a lot of it's based off how much coverage you want and how much you're willing to pay so i think it's so it's kind of like insurance <laughs> novel <laughs> and I, novel no, idea and i'm not and I'm, I'm certainly not making light of it or, or what brian's saying but i mean for guys that are listening that may not you know don't deal with with crop insurance it's it's basically a similar, you know, same concept of your homeowners or right. auto insurance or anything else. And so for like crop insurance, it's typically typically it's like fifty to seventy five percent of yield is what you insure, and then uh, price is like fifty to one hundred percent. You can set to price, but the higher you set, the higher your premiums you pay. So it's very similar to any other insurance, but it really depends on on sort of. What other, like, what program, if you're in ARC, if you're in PLC, of, of how to match those and, and determine what is best for you. And then crop, too. Crop makes a big difference. Where can farmers go to get information on any of those programs if, if they're looking through the Mississippi State 
web pages that we have available? Uh, we have uh, a lot of information on um, the ARC PLC program. On uh, We have a website set up. The link to that uh, is, I think you can find it on the Mississippi State Ag Econ uh, website. Under the budget tab, there'll be a, a link to all those. We have a lot of information on what the current marketing year average price is. Um, we have a decision tool that will compare payments between Art County and uh, PLC right now. Uh, so you can just go in there and put in your county, put it in, and it gives you sort of what the benchmark yields are right now and, and what marketing your average price is, and it will show you what the payments are between those two. Uh, and then you can sort of mess around and put in your own prices and yields and see how those, those payments change. So that's, there's a link to that also at the Mississippi State Ag Econ website under the budget tab. All right, Brian, just quick wrap-up. I want, I want you to give a plug for your group's budgets because, yeah. I mean, even even in what I do, your budgets get mentioned. Y'all have done a great job, uh, even before you were here, of including us and letting us have some input into those so that we get the best product out possible. So yeah. just take a second and give a plug for those documents. Yeah. So every year we put out our annual enterprise and planning budgets. Um, we do it for a large variety of different crops and production practices um, for the Delta and even non-Delta areas. A lot of help from our agronomists, soil scientists, weed scientists, um, plant pathologists, um, entomologists. Uh, it's a very collaborative effort. Um, sort of, They give a really good, I think, example of sort of what costs are for farmers um, and sort of a good way to plan ahead of, of what you're kind of expecting for the cost for that year. And so we, we put those out every year. Our newest ones are, are out. So if anybody wants one, please uh, contact me. Um, I, we, have, we can always order some. We have printed ones. We have them online on the Mississippi State Ag Econ website. Um, we have Excel sheets as well if you want to use an Excel um, version for that. Um, it's sort of whatever whatever fits you best. Um, please, any questions, please reach out to me. Well, that's it's fantastic. It's nice to have you in here, Brian. It's yeah. good to see you. I've not been to work very regularly the last few months taking care of my wife. But um, as always, we really appreciate our listeners. Yep. And we'd like to thank you for taking the time, Brian, to be here with us in the studio and, and yep. those of you all out there in, uh, in the Internet land listening to our podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, man, I... I confess, I, I don't know much about what you do, but <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I think it's all voodoo, but uh, obviously yeah. a very, very, if not the most important part of, you know, producing a crop. So we, we're glad you're here. We're glad to have you, you know, on our team. So we look forward to getting you back in here soon. And it's good to have somebody relatable because I, I actually walked out of here today learning something when you said the Olympic average. I'd not heard that before. So I learned something today. And uh, to all our listeners out there, uh, we appreciate you taking time out of your day. And if we can do anything for you, just give us a call. The Mississippi Crop Situation Podcast is produced by the Mississippi State University Extension Service. <laughs>